0: Good evening and welcome to Health Beat, a program produced by WDIY and our friends at the Leonard Parker Pool Institute for Health. Of course, welcome to my friend and co host, Edward Meehan, the executive director of the Leonard Parker Pool Institute for Health. Welcome, Ed.
1: Good evening, Greg. It's great to be here and always a pleasure.
0: Thank you. Ed, a large part of your role in preserving the legacy of Leonard Parker Pool, who was not only a businessman, but a philanthropist and a visionary, we also recognize the legacy of his wife, Dorothy Ryderpool. On this episode, we're pleased to be joined by a fellow not-for-profit president with strong ties into preserving the pool legacy and our local wetlands. Please welcome to the show, Christopher Cucker, president of the Wildlands Conservancy, who's been creating lasting, connections to nature since 1973. Cucker has been no stranger to the wildlands as his 15 plus year tenure began as an environmental scientist for the organization in 1995. Throughout his career, he's raised community awareness about the region's specific conservation needs and has notably developed several key broad-based partnerships that continue to be vital to fulfilling our land protection environmental stewardship and educational mission
2: welcome chris great to be here thanks so much for having me this evening
0: you bet chris would you begin by telling us the historical background of the wildlands conservancy and how it now relates to preserving mr Poole's legacy
2: well it all started um, back in 1973 uh, so Wildlands is uh, celebrating or just celebrated its 50th anniversary There were a group of about 19 concerned citizens that came together to really protect South Mountain, which was the green backdrop to the Lehigh Valley. They were concerned about some potential development that was going to take place there. They formed the South Mountain Preservation Association and then very quickly uh, realized that they needed to be a land trust and formed uh, Wildlands Conservancy back in 1973. And then from that time period, they were very interested in protecting open space and, and continuing to ensure that natural places exist here in Holy High Valley. And then in 1975, when Leonard Poole passed, he bequeathed the Poole Sanctuary and now named the Dorothy Rider Poole Life Sanctuary to Wildlands Conservancy. And the conservancy, you know, had its first nature preserve, its first 72 acres, which since then we've protected over 60,000 acres of open space. So from what I say, those humble beginnings of our first nature preserve in 1975, we ended up having 14 nature preserves, over 3,000 acres and 60,000 acres protected. Uh, But Greg, yeah, it really all started with uh, some concerned citizens wanting to make sure that natural places existed here in our community. They formed Wildlands. Leonard Poole and and his contemporaries thought that was a great idea. Leonard gifted his uh, sanctuary to us. Uh, A gentleman by by the name of Bob Rodale also was very uh, supportive of Wildlands and one of our founding members. And uh, he purchased the Walters Tract in 1976 and then donated that to make our second nature preserve, which then became our South Mountain Preserve. And from there, we continued to uh, understand the importance of protecting open space and connecting people to nature. And the vision and mission of Wildlands Conservancy was born.
0: 60,000 acres, that's a
2: lot of land. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it is. And some of that land, like I said, we have 14 nature preserves, totaling about 3,000 acres. We also have about 8,000 acres under conservation easement where we own the development rights. And then the remainder of those lands uh, have been transferred to create state parks and state forests and national uh, lands and township lands and county lands, uh, state game lands. Uh, So I say if you're in nature or out and about in the Lehigh Valley or the Lehigh River Watershed, chances are you're on land that wildlands conservancy has purchased because it's not only our nature preserves, but it's also all these other public lands uh, that we've made possible through our protection of that land and then transferring it to other state agencies.
0: And Mr. Poole was a um, visionary there, wasn't he? He understood that if you're going to work and, and maybe in an industrial setting, you need to figure out how to also get out and enjoy life. Didn't he?
1: Greg, yeah. I'm so, uh, amazed and impressed with people who have a long-range vision, you know, like Mr. Leonard Poole and Dorothy Ryder Poole and Bob Rodale and the other leaders to say, we need to be thinking about this for the future. We need to think about conservation. It's just a, an amazing uh, thing to see that and see it 50 years later and realize how much we should appreciate that leadership then. And of course, the the responsibility we have now to think about 50 years hence. But, you know, Chris is a terrific uh, executive, a not-for-profit executive, and and I think one of the things that you know we both have in common is, to a certain extent, is uh, DNA. Uh, his organization and mine also are uh, really founded by Mr. Poole and Dorothy Ryder Poole. and again, the, the the health component and and the nature component, you know, hand in hand. So we kind of have a shared DNA, and we're we're not cousins, Chris, but we're kind of. Cousins. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we definitely are at, around the the, uh, the the table at Thanksgiving together, that's for yeah, sure.
1: I <laughs> can't remember how I'm kin to him, but I know I see him every Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah. <laughs> One of the great things that, that Ed, Ed, Ed mentioned is, is, you know, kind of that, that shared DNA. And and when you think about, you know, the Lehigh Valley in the 1970s, and you think about the vision that gentlemen and women had like Dorothy and, and, and Leonard and, and, and Bob Rodale to understand the importance of protecting these natural places, understand the importance of having the ability for our next generation of people to have the chance to experience nature firsthand. Uh, Again, it's extremely visionary. And and wildlands has been carrying that torch, you know, ever, ever ever since, to ensure that nature has a place in our region, to ensure that the benefits, uh, both health and wellness, and all those things that come with a, a clean, healthy, natural environment, are here for the Lehigh Valley. And again, you know, individuals like Leonard and and, and Dorothy and, and and Bravodale and others understood the importance of that and made sure that there was an organization designed to protect and
0: enhance these places that they knew were so important to our quality of life and our quality of place here in Have Valley. So if they were still with us, how do you think that they would evaluate what we've done so far, and where do you think they'd like to see it go?
2: Yeah, I, I think that they would be humbled by, by what we have accomplished. When you think about 60,000 acres of open space, uh, at the same time, I think that they would say, well, we need to do more. Let's think about what else we can do to ensure the Valley remains a healthy, wonderful place to live and and to work and to to raise a family. And what else can we do to connect our open spaces together, connect people to nature, uh, have the business community understand the importance of a clean, healthy environment, how do we be more proactive when it comes to the health components of, of our natural systems and, and those types of things? So I think that they would be impressed, but at the same time, they would think about all the things that we still can do and, and, and still need to be done uh, in order to
1: ensure
0: a clean, healthy environment for the region. Ed, many Greg, times you're, yeah, please go ahead,
1: Ed. Yeah, uh, Greg, I, I, the really important word that comes to mind, particularly with Chris's comments, is stewardship. Uh, and uh, I think the stewardship of Leonard and Dorothy and and other leaders way back in the mid 70s and the preservation and stewardship responsibility that not-for-profit boards have including his and mine. And I think it's it's not talked about quite enough that the not-for-profit world and the not-for-profit role is governance and the roles that our boards play and we serve at the pleasure of boards uh, and the leadership role they have in stewardship and preservation. Uh, And that's extremely important. It's a great responsibility, Uh, and uh, it is something that I think we probably should talk more about in terms of thinking about how folks in the community uh, exert leadership through participation in not-for-profit work. The question you asked, Greg, about how would they feel about where we are today is the comment I make often, which I heard attributed to Leonard Poole, was that he would often be pleased but never satisfied. Uh, So I would think that the answer would be, yep, this is pretty good, guys, but you know what? You have to do this, 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 and this. Yeah, always
0: striving for more. And as you so effectively work in the various urban communities, can you draw the connection for us, please, of where these two elements meet. You're in a community in Allentown that you really want to assist and then we jump over to the Wildlands Conservancy. Can you bring us together with those two communities or, or what's the attempt?
1: Yeah. First, Greg, I would say that the Lehigh Valley and Lehigh County, well, let me say, for first of all, uh, Trexler Trust has played a tremendous role in Lehigh County and the city of Allentown in thinking about the park system and that's, again, stewardship and credit to the Trexler legacy and we know that green space is important to health. Maybe we could talk about that a little bit more as we go on and through the show, but I hear from so many people all the time that we're so blessed. We're so fortunate. They really have uh, access to green space and actually access to places to walk and recreate, uh, in the Lehigh Valley. And it's just fantastic. But again, like so many things, uh, and it's not just the Lehigh Valley, it's, it's societal. Is that uh, not everyone has access? Not everyone has the ability to access parks like we all do. And so we are working in Franklin Park in Allentown. Uh, it's a great neighborhood. It has its challenges, but there are folks that we're working with, thinking about housing and food uh, and uh, well-being and mental health. And if if you ever take a look at Franklin Park, it's uh you know about a maybe half acre of concrete. Uh, And I know that there's leadership in that community saying, what should the vision be? What should we be looking for there? And the comment that comes back is green. We should be thinking green. And I think that's a phenomenal grassroots, no pun intended, uh, way of thinking about how do we increase access for uh, everybody? And also appreciate and enjoy and value the broad ability that we have courtesy of, of all the work we've just described in the ability to just take a walk in green space. And there's a connection to health when you talk
0: about the Franklin neighborhoods of perhaps taking your children to one of these green spaces and then um, letting them run unrestricted in a sense,
1: you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, not to get too uh, in, the, in the academic world, but just to cite a couple of uh, studies, use from UC Davis but uh, one is that clearly being in nature has a positive effect on our bodies uh reduces muscle tension and can lower heart rate and blood pressure being in the outdoors increases your vitamin D level which is important for your bones and your immune system uh and we all know that just being out in sunshine on a day when there is sunshine uh and regular access to green space has been list- linked to lower risks of depression and uh, improvement of mood and concentration so you know, uh, if you're feeling stressed, go for a brisk walk, and, and we have the ability to do that. And then with regard to families and children, absolutely. I think, uh, Greg, you and I are of a generation where I think it was easier to just go out the front door and go play. Right. Then the world is a more complicated place. Uh, the more world, I don't know, I don't want to say the world is a scarier place, but it's somehow we treat it like it is how do we enable families to be able to be able to get out to a park and have a picnic or go for a walk or feed the fish or whatever you'd like to do? It's
0: important to be able to let kids and ourselves run, play, or do whatever until we're tired. (laughs) So we come home and sleep, you know, it's, uh, (laughs) it it clears my head.
2: And that's one one of the wonderful things I think about Wildlands Conservancy is not only is it an organization that is that is in this community for, for, for the past 50 years and protecting uh, critical open space and developing trails and enhancing the natural environment and doing restoration work, it's providing that connection to nature. As Ed mentioned, there's huge uh, health benefits associated with people that, that are in nature, out walking, hiking, forest bathing, that type of thing. Um, and Wildlands understands that there's not there's not equitable access to to those natural resources, and there's also not the avenues as easily developed in all communities. So we have about a thousand education programs a year uh, that we run, mostly for children, some some for adults as well, to simply get kids in nature. Uh, We do in classroom presentations, we do field trips, we do hikes, we do canoe trips down the Lehigh River, which are phenomenal, uh, award-winning, national award-winning education programs. Again, all designed to reduce those barriers and provide that access and provide that opportunity, uh, because we feel very passionate. If you are in nature, you're going to appreciate it. And you're gonna work to steward those natural resources in the future. It doesn't matter if we protect another 60,000 acres in the next 10 or 15 years. If there's not that next generation of people in this community that understand, appreciate nature and are willing to quote unquote steward it, uh, to, to Ed's point earlier about stewardship, um, you know, we then we've lost, you know, so to speak. So that opportunity, connection, understanding, stewardship is kind of the ladder of engagement that we like to think about around, again, connecting the broader community to our natural environment and to our wonderful natural resources here in Lehigh Valley when we have River Watershed.
0: Chris, think about what you just said, and then tell us how you make that connection with the, say, the urban community. Uh, or any community, and get them to enjoy the assets that you work on and provide?
2: Well, we have great programming uh, that we do, uh, one of which is called Nature in the Parks. We also have a program called Wild About Learning, where we take um, a, a live animal uh, into the into the classroom and talk about the, that live animal. Uh, at the same time, we provide and read a book about that same animal, uh, into the classroom, and we do that. That's a literacy-based program supported by significantly by United Way and other organizations throughout the region here. Uh, and then those classes come out for a field trip visit to the to to, to the sanctuary uh, at the end of that ten or twelve week uh, session. We also do, as I mentioned, uh, canoe trips down the Lehigh River, along with bike trips. Uh, along the DNL trail. So here's a full immersive experience in nature. And, you know, again, we've done, you know, thousands and thousands of kids in that program. Uh, We usually do about 3,000 a year. And, you know, it just is amazing the impact that that, um, you know, half day, so to speak, on a canoe in the middle of Lehigh River. I mean, many of these kids have had this natural resource in their backyards, but never really had the opportunity to be on it and experience it. And uh, in some ways, life-changing opportunities and experiences that are provided uh, by the natural resources that are literally in their backyards. Um, and then it's a matter of connecting them also to the g- network of green spaces. As as Ed mentioned, we're blessed in Lehigh Valley uh, to have over 100 miles of interconnected trails uh, and, and how do we connect additional open spaces to those trails, and then how do we you know, get those individuals out to experience that as well. So we do a lot of hiking programs, a lot of programs at Our Nature Preserves, I, again, all with an environmental message and all with, again, the opportunity to understand, appreciate, connect, and
0: steward. Chris, take us into the thoughts that a younger person might be having as they're visiting one of your uh, or participating in one of your programs when you see them when you look at them and they're enjoying things what do you think they're thinking
2: but you know it's, it's interesting that's a great question I, I have a letter from a young woman who attended our bike and road program and this was back in 2002 uh, and this letter came from from an individual who was on a trip and just kinda some kind of reflections at the end of the day and, and she had said that you know she came and she was nervous because she wasn't sure if anyone was going to pick her to be a partner She was nervous because, you know, she didn't, she never canoed before. And she was nervous because she never really owned a bike. uh, And she was hoping that she could, you know, ride a bike. And and then, you know, she talks about how she she gets picked, you know, to to have a partner, you know, and and she gets on the water. And, you know, she doesn't fall in and she's a little scared, but she gets pretty comfortable. And then she's able to ride her bike. And she said at the end of that trip in this letter, she's like, you know, this this was an amazing day that i know that i've done this
0: i know i can do anything in life yeah that's a pretty profound statement isn't it
1: yeah that's an amazingly profound statement and and uh hang on to that letter chris (laughs) (laughs) yeah no
2: it's one of those that it really is it's it's very touching and it's and it's very special and i'll tell you just another little anecdotal story and i think i shared with that a couple weeks ago is we had a bike and boat trip at the end of 2023 as we were closing out the season. And our bike and boat crew was there. And I think it was Harrison Morton or, or, or one of those schools that was going to participate. And they went down to Allentown Canal Park and they were getting ready to do the safety briefing. And the bus, you know, the kids came in and, and, and they get dropped off. And there was a vehicle in the parking lot and, and it was, you know, really loud music. And and it was, you know, in some ways difficult to do the bike and boat, uh, you know, safety briefing, those types of things. So one of our staff members walked up and, and was walking up and was going to say, hey, can you just turn the music down a little bit? and Gentleman, you know, came out of the car and looked and he said, oh, is that the bike and paddle? Is that the bike and boat? And my t- and boy says, yeah, he's like, hold on, let me turn my music down. We want to make sure they get the safety talk yeah. so they can get down the river. That I participated in this, you know, 10 years ago uh, when I was at Harrison Morton. I can't believe you guys are still doing it. This is wonderful. Let me make sure I turn down the music and, and park over here. You know, it just was a really, really special way to, to think about how that these programs are being ingrained in our community and how generations are now understanding and appreciating nature as a result of of
0: those programs. Chris, if there's an educator listening and they can visualize one of their classes who they would like to have experience, what you're describing, how would they go about doing that?
2: Yeah, well, we do. Uh, we do programming all throughout the Lehigh Valley. We service uh, all 16 or 17 school districts in Lehigh and Northampton counties. Uh, we also have contractual relationships with Lehigh and Northampton counties to provide community-based programming. You know, so I would say go onto our website, reach out to our educators. We have all of our education programs are, are tied to the Pennsylvania Academic Standards for Environment and Ecology. Actually, there's some new standards you know tied into that as well. Uh, we'd welcome the opportunity to be in their classroom, and also to get their children, you know, classrooms out in nature. We have a program called Nature Nearby, where we take our information to local uh, schools, and then we find a little piece of nature out there uh, near their school, so that we can get them, you know, out and experience nature, you know, right. firsthand, right in their community. So, yeah, plenty of opportunities uh, if you're an educator or a community group, and you want to get uh, our expert naturalist out. Uh, to provide some education programming, just go on our website, uh, get
0: the information. You can you can sign up. So another thing that you do is you work on the watershed planning. That's something that people hear about but don't always understand how important it may be to our health and 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 how we consume. Can you talk a little bit about what you're doing in the watershed planning area and why it matters?
2: Sure, wildlands. You know understood really early on you know the concept of of a watershed right um and and as you mentioned greg a lot of people don't but if you think about the area of land that if it rains the water's going to come into that creek that's basically the watershed so anything that happens in that watershed good or bad affects the quality of that river so wildlands um you know out of its 50-year career we were doing land preservation work in probably about half of pennsylvania eastern part of pennsylvania and we strategically made the choice to really focus in on the lehigh river watershed and the 10 county area that makes up that so it's lehigh Northampton counties up north into the poconos and we did that simply for the reason that if we had projects benefited the environment in the watershed it would have a synergistic effect so if we're protecting headwater streams in the watershed, our water quality will be better down in Allentown. So we were focusing our conservation work and education work in nature's boundary, which is a watershed. And that has been, uh, proven to be uh, really uh, really great, uh, not only for, for us as an organization, uh, but also for the natural resources that this community so much depends on. So the Lehigh River has been a major area of focus for us. The watershed's about 1,345 square miles portions of 10 counties, 106 different municipalities. So you can imagine how complex trying to manage something like this is. But we developed uh, several plans to talk about recommendations on how to improve the natural resources, the rivers, cleaner today than it's been in the last 175 years. Uh, however, it still does have several impacts, and those impacts include abandamide drainage, they include sedimentation, they include runoff, uh, non-point source pollution, Uh, you know, from our parking lots in your backyard and mine, and those types of things as well. So we've developed a plan and we work with a broad-based number of partners to do stream restoration work and ecological restoration work to enhance the water quality in the river. Uh, We also do a lot of dam removal work in order to get our streams free-flowing so that uh, uh, those natural systems can perform to their optimum levels without being blocked by dams. So all of that ends up coming together. So you have the the water quality work and the ecological restoration work you know coupled with the land preservation work coupled with the trail work coupled with the resource uh, education work as well and it really provides a lot of synergy to protect these resources, enhance their quality, and then connect people to them to provide that stewardship opportunity. Uh, and we do that all within nature's boundary, which is the watershed. So we see those, those synergies to go
0: back. Yeah, this is a long way around to say the end result for many of us is to be able to be in Allentown, turn on our water faucet and get some clean water, isn't it? Yeah. That's exactly right. And think about, you know, the, the communities that are going to be successful in the
2: next 60 years, as we talked about, what would what would, would Leonard and, and, and Bob say? Those are the those are the communities that are going to have clean air and clean water and livable, walkable communities, right? So the economic development and the prosperity of the Lehigh Valley is directly tied to how we manage and maintain our natural resources and our clean air and our clean water and our our, our communities, our community's health. Uh, so yeah, it's very tied to uh, to ensuring a clean natural environment. So the work of wildlands is critically important, not only for nature's sake, but also for our sake and for our community's business sake as well. And I've often said to add into others in community, you know, this community is better off because we have an organization like wildlands in it, protecting these natural resources to provide all these benefits. Uh, not only to nature, but also to us as well.
0: Ed, to bring this full circle, the Pool Institute for Health has been very helpful here, haven't they?
1: I'd, I'd like to think we are. I uh, Chris was connecting so eloquently, connecting dots there that just make such perfect sense, and, and the interaction and the synergy of all that is just really important. Just to add a few more dots to connect one is we are, uh, as you know, Greg, uh, in our 10th year of the Pool Fellowship for Health, and Chris is a Pool Fellow. And the opportunity for not-for-profit and civic leaders to realize that they can create win-win-win opportunities is really important. It's kind of hard to hold this whole system in your head, but when you chunk it out in terms of what work is Chris is doing versus you know what seventy or eighty other fellows are doing, and and how can they get together and mutually support one another is is uh, really important. And I think it's a, a force multiplier. I think it's a impacting in terms of uh, being able to enable the not-for-profits to do more with working with others as opposed to just solo by themselves. The other thing I'd say, just connecting a larger dot, is at one point we had Bobby Milstein from the Ripple Foundation right. us on the show, and you know he talked about vital conditions. And one of the vital conditions, kind of extrapolate out from social determinants in the more immediate, but just thinking about what are the vital conditions that enable health, thriving in the natural world is one of them. Uh, So, yes, it's important for us to think about health in the immediate kind of, uh, there are people who are sick, there are people who need health care, but writ large in the big picture, especially over time, as Chris has described and Greg, as you have outlined, thriving in the natural world is a big deal and we need to pay more attention to it. We can talk about the studies that relate to clinical studies that relate to health improvement, but we just know intuitively that this is important, it adds to quality of life. It lowers our blood pressure. Uh, it's a good thing to do. It's it's good for us overall, and it builds community, and it makes the Lehigh Valley one of the really wonderful places that it is to live.
0: Chris, we're just about out of time. How can people contribute to your good work, and what's your website?
2: Uh, yeah, the website is
0: www.wildlandspa.
2: Uh, There's opportunities to get engaged and involved there, both from a donor perspective and a volunteer perspective, as well as an education programming perspective. Uh, My message to the community is is get outside. Come visit one of our nature preserves. Come visit one of the wonderful natural parks and natural features we have here in the Lehigh Valley. And again, become a steward of our natural resources and uh, enjoy really what Wildlands and our broader partners in community Uh, have been able to protect for the past 50 plus years. We are standing on the shoulders of giants when it comes to our conservation work here in this community and it's through the vision and the leadership of Leonard and Dorothy uh, and Bob Rodale and others that we have the natural places that we do. And now it's a matter of connecting more people to them, connecting them together and establishing additional natural features to improve the quality of life and quality of place Right here in the Lehigh
0: Valley, Christopher Cocker, the president of the Wildlands Conservancy. Thank you for being on Health Beat. Ed is always, yeah, you bet. Ed as always, it's a pleasure having you on and chatting with you. Yeah, that was that was fun, Greg. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. If you would like to listen to the program again, it's available at WDIY.org or streaming on the WDIY app. I am your host. Greg Caponia, and you are listening to HealthBeat on WDIY 88.1 FM. Have a great evening. If you enjoyed this program, please go to the WDIY website or app to share or become a WDIY member.